Welcome to the Best of Power Tips Unscripted. Season 5 will begin September 21st with a live recording at the Remodelers Summit. Until then, enjoy our Best of Power Tips Unscripted series. Today on Power Tips Unscripted, we talk to George Call, owner of Metro Building and Remodeling Group in Ashburn, Virginia. Building wealth and financial security is something everyone wants to achieve. Unfortunately, it's something that many of us put off because the needs of today are more pressing. George is here to share tips to start planning for your future financial security today. And we'll hear how to do it in just a minute. Well, you buy a hat like this, I bet you get a free bowl of soup, huh? Oh, it looks good on you, though. Hi, I'm Victoria Downing, and welcome to Power Tips Unscripted, where we talk about tips, tactics, and techniques to help you build a strong, profitable remodeling company. And I'm here with my co-host, Mark Harari. Hi there, ho. How you doing? Good, how are you? Great. It's summer. What's not to like? You the know? heat. The heat. Oh, no. I still like it. <laughs> Bake me, baby, you know? <laughs> I think I'll have to move to Florida or Arizona or somewhere when I retire. I don't mind the heat when I'm at the pool or at the beach, but, you know, walking around, yeah. it's no fun. Nope, give me some heat, right? So speaking of retirement, you know, that's only <laughs> were, were we were we just speaking? Did well, I, I did, did I black out for there. a minute? Yeah, you well, I did say I have to move to Florida or Arizona when I retire. Oh, okay. See, there's that little bridge I word. Missed, I missed the segue, yeah. And you know, and really in order to be able to do that, myself and lots of other people need to build Personal wealth, okay. right? Yes, yes. You see the little segue there? I got it. That was yeah. awesome. Well yeah. done. <laughs> so I'm really excited about this topic today because it's dear to my heart, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you got me all screwed up on that. Yeah. All right. Well. Why don't we talk to, why don't we talk to George? Okay. Here we go. <laughs> so our guest today is George Call, owner of Metro Building and Remodeling Group. It's a design-build firm just outside of Washington, D.C. George started the company just over seven years ago. And now he employs a team of nine. He was recently ranked 107 on this year's Remodeling Magazine list of largest remodelers. So that is some amazing progress in only seven years. Welcome, George. Welcome. Thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, you know, it was kind of interesting because you're our guest because uh, one of our other roundtable members said, you got to talk to George about building personal wealth. Like, how cool is that? <laughs> It's very cool. I'm very honored, and I'm, I'm glad that another member thought that highly of me, and, and hopefully I can provide some good insight today for other listeners. So just in general, why is building personal wealth something that is of interest to you? Um, so I actually went to college as a financial planner, and that's that was my intent when really? I got out in the world was to be a financial planner, and I interned at Merrill Lynch my last summer in college. Love every aspect of that business. Um but I didn't grow up having money. So for me to come out of college and to try and start advising people on how to spend their money when I didn't know anybody that had any money was not going to be an easy career choice. Oh, okay. um, so randomly, I, I wound up in the construction field, but still have a, a great financial background to, to fall back on and still really enjoy the aspects of that part of the business. So did you have in mind to build a business that would incorporate uh, – financial planning tools for your employees when you started it? Or was that something that was added on later? Um, something that was added on later. So the goal was always to, to grow the company smart in a way that could sustain itself. Um, and so I told all my employees as I brought them on that were early kind of employees of the company that 
I will put all those systems in place. I just needed the time to make sure that the company had the backbone and support to, to make that stuff all come in, into place. So we're, we put the uh, 401k company plan in place, I'd say about four years ago. So it took about three years to where I could get to a point to where I felt comfortable bringing that platform on for all the employees. Was it important to you to have tools like that for your employees or, or why was it important to you? Extremely important. Um, not only for trying to be able to recruit and sustain some employees that would last and be good candidates um, for our company, but also so that to more or less create that true family atmosphere of you're part of my family. I want to make sure your future is protected and mine is as well. So again, it kind of plays into company culture. If you're not willing to give somebody those types of benefits, then how can you really treat them like a family if you're not offering them stuff that's, that's in their best interest? You know, first of all, I think it's kind of rare for remodeling companies to have 401ks. I don't, I think a lot of our roundtable members do have them, but outside of that, I think that it's kind of rare. Do you feel the same? I would agree with that. Um, and again, that's what probably sets a lot of us apart as Remodelers Advantage members is, mm-hmm. is we truly are trying to do what's best for our company. And in order to do what's best, it, it means retaining the best employees. And you're not going to get the best employees if you don't offer them a benefits package that makes them want to come work for you and, and to continue working for you. So in addition to the 401k plan, do you do other things to help your employees become more astute at financial planning and thinking about their money? Um, so we do offer health and vision and dental as well. Um, so again, again, part of the whole employment right, package, right. most of them don't understand the financial planning process that well. So a lot of them come to me and ask me, Hey, what plan should I enroll in? Mm-hmm. Um, most of my guys are on the younger side. My guys range in age from 35 to 50 years old. So I tell them they have the time to be more aggressive with their 401k plan. Mm-hmm. And they don't really need to change to something that's less aggressive until they get closer to retirement. Um, so they basically follow all that. And again, we we have our stuff set up through ADP. Okay. And so ADP has different programs that you can more or less set your target retirement year. And, you know, they base their, their aggressive plan on that. Um, so it's a good tool for them. You know, I don't want to get too far into the employee thing, but I had one last question around this. Do you, do you have um, a lot of your employees that participate? Does everybody participate? They all do, yes. Oh, that's good for you. You know, because so often I'll see that somebody will offer something and an employee won't be taking advantage of it, especially with the 401k. Do you match? We do. We do up to a 3% company match. Okay, great. I mean, it's free money, right? They do it, you do. That's awesome. So how does that plan affect, positively affect you and your family? So my accountant actually brought the idea up for years. And again, until I felt comfortable, you know, having that offered to everyone in the company, um, my accountant really pushed it for the sake of me being able to use it as a way to help defer some of our taxes. And then at that same point, I also brought my wife on as an employee so that she could also take ah. and max out her 401k. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now I think the yearly limit is around $20,500, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so both my wife and I are completely maxed down on that. Good plan. for you. Um, Good for you. and most of my employees are maxed down as well. There's a couple of carpenters that aren't quite maxed out, but they, they're all trying to get themselves, as high as they can so that that they are properly planning for their future. So what else do you do for yourself and your family to make sure that you have the money set aside that you're going to need? So aside from that, uh, I think Mark had a great segue into starting the whole show is, you know, we're all extremely busy. And so it's very easy to put the financial planning aspect on the back burner. It's one thing to have a 401k and set that money aside 
Um, but that's really kind of retirement money and it doesn't really help you with a lot of your other strategies. So my company is set up as an S corp, which means I can take draws, but my payroll, aside from the money that automatically goes into the 401k, all of that other money goes into a separate bank account. So my wife and I have our weekly paychecks go into a bank account that we don't even touch. Oh, wow. So all that money is purposely set aside. We don't even spend it. Um, once a year, we look at, you know, what it's accumulated and then we'll either decide to pay something off, whether it's something with an interest rate or send it to, we use Merrill Lynch for our financial planning. We'll make a contribution to Merrill Lynch for whether it be for our kids college education or for our future retirement. Um, but that's essentially what we do because again, you get too busy wrapped up in the day-to-day -day stuff that if you don't put automatic systems in place to have that money go somewhere where right. you know you can't get it, know you can't touch it, uh -huh. um, it, it becomes too much of an issue and people burn through it. And if you see it there, you're bound to spend it. Right. So yep. we live off of company draws. We'll take company draws each month as we needed to pay our personal bills and finances but all that other money is going straight into another checking account that we don't even check. George, what are your thoughts on using credit cards and business loans and that type of thing? Lines of credit. So I'm again, kind of my, my conservative approach is to not really take out any loans. I, I hate loans. I, I think they're, they, they serve their purpose and there's, there's good, good loans at, at certain times. But to me, if you're taking out a loan, it means you can't afford what you're doing in the first place. Mm. Um, so that's just my personal approach to it. I know there are certain loans that have low interest rates that are potentially worth taking out. But in my personal opinion, if you're taking a loan, you can't afford it. And if you're taking a loan, why are you behind on your draws in the first place? Maybe you're not charging enough as a remodeling you know, business that, that you're not getting the markup that you're behind in the first place. Um, the credit cards, I was dead set against that for a long time as well. Although about a year or so ago, we did start using a Capital One credit card because of the one and a half percent interest that, uh, you know, payback that we could get from it. So that to me is free money. Mm -hmm. And again, knowing that our business is set up in a way that we have cash reserves and, you know, we don't have to necessarily worry about being behind on the payment. My biggest fear is somebody that, you know, is using a credit card as a way to just buy them time. And then when their credit card comes due, they're, they're struggling to figure out how to get money. But if you are in a good financial position, there's no reason to take that, inch, inch, uh, excuse me, 1.5% interest rate and accumulate it. I'd say in the year and a half or so that we've been doing it, we've almost gotten close to $50,000 of free money from nice. Capital One. Nice. Um, the card's paid off in full every month, so we mm -hmm. never have an interest payment and literally have picked up all that free money in cash. Going back to the, the loans, though, I mean, because right now, there are because of what's going on and stimulus and all that. I mean, there's some really, really, you know, what they're saying, cheap money out there, and right. and they're just. I mean, we've we've had opportunities where it's just the banks basically giving us money at such a low rate that I've had people say you'd be crazy not to take advantage of that. It's 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 so cheap to have it. Is it just a personal thing from like a risk averse? position that that you don't think we should do that or it's yeah it's more my personal standpoint I, I personally don't like owing anybody money um and again because i'm so conservative with my money i i have the cash that i don't need the loan right i know again business business culture will tell you if you can borrow money at three percent four percent but you know you've got a return of investment on it 
of say 12%, 15%, then yes, go ahead and take that money. Um, but if you don't know your numbers and don't know what you're actually getting as an ROI on that, then, then you should not take it. Yeah, you got to know what you're doing. Correct. Come out to the coast. We'll get together, have a few laughs. Join us September 21st and 22nd for the annual Remodeler Summit at Gaylord National Resort and Convention Center, just outside D.C. This year's theme, Homecoming, the art of building a remarkable culture. Because culture eats strategy for breakfast. Featuring two-time best-selling author Deanne Turner, Joe Cursillo, the mind shark, and Hannah Pryor, the secret weapon for impossible change. Plus 40 visionary speakers, 36 high-octane workshops, four education tracks, and of course, our legendary welcome party. Are you ready for homecoming? Visit remodelersummit.com to learn more. Okay, so we talked a little bit about what you're doing personally to make sure that you have the money and so on, and I'm totally with you. Pay yourself first. Get it someplace where you can't see it. I get all, I have automatic monthly payments going to my investments every month just to make sure I don't see it. But what are you doing in your business to make sure you have the money so you don't have to take loans if an opportunity were to arise? So something very similar as I do in my personal life. Uh, I have my checking account set up to automatically pay my savings account every month. So once a month, we have a draw. Right now, it's again, I'd like it to be a little bit higher, but we send $5,500 a month from our checking account to our savings account. So I know every year I'm, I'm roughly accumulating sixty dollars to $70,000 in savings automatically. Okay. It's set it and forget it. But that's awesome, except then it sits in your bank account and you're on you're an S corp flows through you know, I assume you're on cash basis for taxes so you're paying taxes on the money you save essentially yes um, some people which, would say not to do that not me I would but. agree but again you know if you're trying to build a backlog of say six months of savings for your company again a, a, this COVID is a perfect example of why you need to have cash right and and not put yourself in a position where you have to take a loan now, again, the PPP loan was a no-brainer. Everybody should have taken that if they could. Um, but you need to have a good six months of cash in reserves to have that. And, and again, that's where you can start playing around with different avenues of how to get some interest on that money. For example, now the interest rates have dropped substantially, but right before COVID hit, we signed a deal with Capital One to get 1.85% on our savings account. So while it's not necessarily earning a lot of money, it's it's still one point eight five percent, which is which is really good for your money sitting in in the in the business, which I believe should be sitting there anyway. How many years have you been doing that monthly draw into savings? From the beginning. So you're making you've got quite a bit stashed there now, and of course, as your company is growing, it, you can have to continually add maintain that six month amount. Correct. Yes. Yeah. And. And I don't really want to have it beyond six months. I know some people would encourage you to take it to a year. Um, but kind of as a, you know, I don't know if this is a good example for people to follow, but when COVID hit and the stock market dropped and plummeted, I saw that as an opportunity. And I took that opportunity to pull a lot of cash out of our business and personal finances and put it into the stock market. You know, I've, I've been able to get a 34% gain Sweet. from it so far. So it's been the right move. Wow. Um, but knowing, knowing my numbers allowed me to do that. I knew that I had 
the cash there. I knew what I was going to make on upcoming projects um, that I felt comfortable enough cutting those those accounts as tight as I could to pull it into another investment opportunity, which again, I'm, I'm really glad I didn't. It, it's, it's been a great opportunity that yeah. I would not have had had I not had the cash reserves to do so. Okay, I'm going to ask you one question, then I'm going to come back to another in a second. How do you feel or how important do you feel it is for people to have a professional financial planner involved? Extremely important. Um, again, even though I have the finance background and I've, I've seen the Merrill Lynch platform as an intern, mm-hmm. the, the tools that they have to calculate what you'll need for the future, everything that estimates your health costs down the road to calculate inflation, um, to kind of take your lifestyle and say, hey, how, how, what is it that you want to be doing when you retire? You, you want to play golf once a week? How many vacations are you planning to go on? They can put that all into their computer-generated algorithm and spit out an answer for you. And no matter how good you are at planning with your own numbers, you can't replicate that computer program that they have. So it's something that I feel very strongly about. Um, it's somebody that you can even use as a sounding board. Yep. I know some people get leery when they say that you have to pay a financial advisor, you know, 1.25 or 1.5% fee. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like our own business. You get what you pay for. That's um, right. Yep. That it's, it's money well spent. It's, it's, I don't want to say it's definitely the right thing to do, but it, I don't, I don't see why somebody wouldn't do that. Oh, yeah. to, I'm with to, you. In totally. Future. Now, 100% of nothing's nothing, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know, some people would say that they, that those of us that are more conservative, because I sort of follow your, your lead here, might be sacrificing today's fun, today's excitement, today's living for tomorrow's retirement savings. How, do, how would you respond to that? I, I agree with that sentiment, and my wife and I still try and strike a really good balance between the two. Um, again, it's like you have a business plan, you should also have a family plan. So we have a, a, fi- a family cash flow that, again, goes month by month the same way that our business does. It outlines all of our expenses, and we know what's left over at the end of the day. Um, we still, in my mind, travel very well and do the things that we want to do without sacrificing the now. So a lot of that goes back to living within your means, which uh-huh. is kind of a whole separate conversation. But there are a lot of people nowadays that, that live beyond their means and are stretching themselves too thin that right. as long as you have a house that you can truly afford and are truly setting aside money and plan for that accordingly, there's no re- reason you can't strike a balance between the two. You know, you're sort of a unique bird in this industry um, because you do know your number so well. What are some of the tips or the things that you look at that you find most useful for you in, you know, understanding your numbers and being, being able to make these moves? I think some of it is just even having the time. Um, a lot of people as their company grows might be too slow to hire somebody to put them in the field so that they can free themselves up as business owners. Because the second that you stop looking at your numbers and knowing if your jobs are coming in profitable or knowing if you're selling them at the right amount, that's when a, you know a downward spiral can start quickly. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of it is is really just making sure that you, as a business owner, are putting yourself in a position to analyze everything properly the way that you should. Mm-hmm. And again, that all that all starts with the things that Remodelers Advantage preaches of having a, a known markup and knowing what you need as a GP to survive and having your your business you know cash flow set up for the year. 
um, that you know all these things. But I, I, I worry that too many remodelers, again, just stick their nose down and right. just go. Yeah. And, and aren't really sitting back to analyze the data. And that's, and that's where things get you in trouble quickly. So if you were to give remodeling company owners that are listening to this one piece of advice for building their personal wealth, what would it be? Um, it'd be to start planning now because no matter how much you can set aside, set something aside. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, all the compounding interest, mm-hmm. even if you know some people worry about the stock market collapsing, like, oh, if I had started this six months ago, I'd be in trouble right now. Well, it's already rebounded. Yep. And, and, it, and it will rebound and, and, and time is on your side. Um, so the sooner you start, the better. And it doesn't matter what you save, but save something. And if you can set up a 401k to get your company going and get yourself some tax savings there and it forces you to do it, then do it. Um, and if you can't set up a 401k with your company, at least create a separate bank account or savings account that you can ship money to that you never look at and you never touch mm-hmm. except for maybe at year end and, and you decide as a family what you want to do with it. But I, w- I would still recommend putting it into some sort of account that whether it's a Merrill Lynch or something that is going to compound over time. Yep. Yep. I, I agree. You know, you made one comment there. I just want to expand upon a little bit and that is the concept of compounding interest. Oh my God, how powerful is that? I remember teaching that to my 11 year old daughter you know, and, and she and her cousin were in a summertime, and I made them read these kids' documents about it. They still remember today about learning about compounding interest. It's just a fascinating thing. Correct. Yep, it really is. And it's, I would it's like a minute for rebuttal. <laughs> you don't think it's so fascinating, do you, Mark? Uh, sounds really exciting. Oh, no, it is. When you, it's for somebody how else. old was your daughter? She was like 11. Oh, and wow. They still remember it. Oh, I'm sure they do. And I remember once also sitting, having a cocktail with a friend of mine. He's like talking about the doubling of a penny. If you double, if you took a penny and you doubled it and doubled it, how many times would you have to double it before you got to like a million dollars? And it was an amazingly low number that all feeds into that concept. So anyway, it's just I think people need to really understand the power of that concept. So. George, you're clearly an awesome planner. You you got you got everything going for you on that front. So I'm hoping you planned for the lightning round. Uh, I hope so, as best as I can anyway. <laughs> and now, here's the Remodeler's Advantage lightning round. It's a trap. Okay, let's put 60 seconds on the clock. Here we go. What's your favorite business book and why? This is going to shock you, but I actually hate reading. Um, and so I don't have any favorite business books. What I have done over the years, though, is I love re- reading all the remodeling magazines and getting some, there's certain experts that I like to follow and there's great tips within those. So that's essentially what I read as opposed to, I don't, I don't have the, the, t- the time or patience to sit down and read an entire book. If you weren't a remodeler, what do you think you'd be doing? I think at this point in my career, I probably would be back to being a financial planner. Uh, I've always kind of had a passion for that and love being able to give people advice and guide them in the right direction. So I think I ultimately would have wound up back there at some point. What are you not very good at? Um, my wife would agree with this wholeheartedly. I'm not good at all at cooking. <laughs> I don't have the patience for it. I, I love eating great food, but I don't have the patience to make it. Your room, your desk, or your car, which would you clean first? Um, again, my wife would probably say none of them. <laughs> but uh, I would say my room would probably get clean first. How many pancakes do you eat in a year? Not very many anymore. Um, I'd guess maybe 10. 
What's the first four-letter word that comes to your mind? No, man, you don't want to know that. (laughs) (laughs) Especially when you got me on the clock. (laughs) I don't have to pass on that one. (laughs) Well, George, this has been really great. I really appreciate you taking the time to come on and talk to us about this. I I agree. No matter where you are in the spectrum, starting now is the the thing to do, right? It is for sure. Um, I mean – Time is on your side, if, especially if you're young, that let that time compound your interest and, and really make something for you. So I would definitely encourage people to, to start that clock sooner than later. So this sort of ties in, but I do want you to specifically share your five words of wisdom and why they resonate with you. So it's interesting. I'm going to throw a curveball on you here. Um, I was originally going to go with the saying of plan for your future now, but to, kind of based on the show that we had, I still believe in a motto that I was taught when I first started working and that's uh, work hard, play hard. So yeah. if you are planning properly and you work hard, your eight, nine hour days, some people longer, um, you better, better take the time to enjoy it. So that's right. go ahead and work hard and play hard. That's great. You never know how much time you've got to do that. Correct. So thank you again, George. This has been wonderful. I appreciate you being on and we would love to have you on again one day. No problem. Thank you. I appreciate you having me as a guest. See you, George. Bye. Right. You know, I really agree with George, but then again, I'm also pretty conservative with my money. Yeah, you're a little conservative. Not as much as my sister, man. She's tight as a well, fist. You've, you've gotten – maybe it's my influence. You've loosened up a little bit yes, over the yes. past few years. But when I first came on board, it was – wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to be sure that I could live till 100 and be able to do what I want, which is a lot of travel once we can do that once again, assuming we'll be able to someday yeah that's good but yeah so now it's start to live and find that balance that's the fun part right yeah you put in the the time and effort early on and then at the end (laughs) you can just relax and kick back and have some fun right right that's what it's all about yeah so it was a good episode very good well we want to thank george call for being here and sharing his insights on planning for the future And, of course, we want to thank you for joining us week in and week out. I am Mark Harari. And I'm Victoria Downing. See you next week. This has been another episode of Power Tips Unscripted, the Remodeler's Guide to Business. Visit www.remodelersadvantage.com to learn more about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program. There you can also find information about our business consulting services, upcoming live events, and much more. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. It's a beautiful day.